a girl that I worked for in my corporate job, she had started a side hustle business, sort of fashion design and sewing, making cushion covers and things like that. And she had no idea about social media. She's like, I know I need to get on there, but I don't know what to do. Can you help me? And I was like, yes. And I pitched her in the coffee shop next door. And yeah, then we're away and we're still working together now. Welcome to the Dishing Up Digital Podcast. I'm your host, Alan, a former nine-to-five escapee turned six-figure business owner. This is your place to learn everything there is to know about building your dream life and career as a social media manager. Whether you're just starting out and feeling lost and confused, or you want to take your current business to the next level and double your income, this is the podcast for you. Social media is such a powerful platform and it's enabled me to book out my services and smash the six-figure milestone with only 3,000 Instagram followers. So grab a cup of tea, coffee, a glass of rosé with me, and let's turn those dreams into a reality. Welcome to this very special episode brought to you by my paid program, my signature course, The Dishing Up Digital School. To celebrate the recent relaunch of this program, which I love and adore and have spent two years building, I'm sitting down with some of my past students to chat with them about their journey, how they got started, how The Dishing Up Digital School has helped them where they are now, their biggest learnings, and really opening up with you all about their experience as a social media manager. Today, I'm going to be sitting down with Esther. Now, Esther is someone that I actually went to university with. We did the same communications degree, and then we reconnected after I'd launched my business, and Esther was like, oh, I want to do that. I want to escape the corporate grind and I want to become a digital nomad. And she's done exactly that in the space of just a year of launching her business, building up her side hustle, eventually leaving her job during Auckland's third, second lockdown of 2021 and moving to Thailand. So in this episode, she's going to chat a little bit more about her journey, what's got her there, what have been her struggles, what are the best parts of her job, and just give a really awesome insight into living the digital nomad life. I will have links to all of Esther's Instagram pages so you can follow her and keep up to date with her stuff in the show notes of today's episode. But for now, let's dive into the interview. Awesome. So I am very excited to have you here to pick your brain, Esther. And I thought we could start off by you just introducing yourself, telling us a little bit about who you are, what you do, what is the day-to-day in the life of Esther? Even though I know the answer, share for the people's. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm Esther and I am a lovely little Kiwi New Zealander. Um, left the nine to five kind of grind in New Zealand in September last year, sort of in the middle of a lot, which is kind of interesting. Um, and then in December, I decided to travel to Thailand and start my sort of journey to ultimate freedom and be a digital nomad, just traveling the globe. And yeah, it's been awesome. So I'm doing social media management. I'm actually, I feel like I'm doing a few different things, but it's kind of like a, a broad plaster of a term. Um, I am also doing quite a bit of graphic design sort of meshed in with the social media management. Um, and I think that's kind of 
my unique sort of selling point is that I am all about branding, but specifically for social media, because it can be a little bit different. And I've actually also, I mean, I wouldn't call myself a full-time social media manager. I'm going to go with the term three-quarter social media. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> what's, the, what's the other quarter then? part-time. <laughs> so because of where I am traveling the world and things like that, I am trying as well to turn sort of my personal page into like sort of a travel blog travel tips kind of sharing my journey and a little bit more of like the raw kind of travel things I kind of looked out there and there's so much stuff for like budget travelers and like luxury travel and like very aesthetic travel but there's nothing that's like just for normal people you know Mm. so yeah I'm just going to share my journey as a digital nomad just traveling and what it's like for life so that's kind of my quarter and then my three quarters is social media marketing and graphic design so yeah I love that though because I think I talk about it a lot in like my course and in my live streams on my Instagram is like I love having those different parts of your job and that's the coolest thing about being your own boss is like you can segment it up like that like I'm similar in that like I would say probably like 60% of my work is client work. And then the other 40% is my teaching, my courses and masterclasses and all of that kind of stuff. So it's awesome to be able to have that freedom. And of course, using social media management as your launch pad for that. Obviously, you now understand how you can utilize Instagram to be sharing your travels and building that brand for yourself, which is really awesome. It was probably only a revelation I had like two weeks ago. Yeah. Like, oh, like I need to use these opportunities, you know, it's sitting right in front of me. Yeah. And it's a potential thing that could help me get to my goals and just be able to travel for the long-term future. So I love that. And I think it's quite interesting because it's quite in contrast to how you started your social media management business. I wanted to talk about that because unlike a lot of my students, their first thing that they want to do is to start their business page on Instagram. They're like, okay, I have to have a website or a page or something. And you were just like operating on the DL and didn't do any of that. (laughs) You focused on booking clients and have only kind of just recently started your social page for Leap Social. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I don't know why I did it that way. I think it was sort of... I don't know, I'm a little bit of a perfectionist and I definitely had those sort of barriers of if it's not perfect, then I can't put it out. And I did eventually just come to a bit of a, oh, just get it out there, Esther, you know, like you need to do it at some point. But I didn't feel like I needed it to start. I was still getting work and I just used my own network. You know, I started with, family and friends around me, which is always a great place to start, I think. Use the network you have and then start to sort of build out and branch out into various different sort of people and places, finding jobs and things like that. And even now, to be honest, 
I mean, I don't think I'm really like a hustler and finding clients. Like I don't really put the pressure on myself, but kind of it seems to just happen, (laughs) Um, which is really cool. Um, And I think that's sort of part of being a little bit picky in who you want to work with and making sure that it's not just for the money and like another client, like I can still have a life that I want and, you know, does that really make sense? I don't know. It's a bit of a ramble. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. And let's sort of talk timeline because you're one of my, my favorite graduates from my program, because I just love (laughs) that you've literally come from corporate to then literally living the digital nomad dream in Thailand. I'm seeing you posting pictures from like your cat cafes and all of these exciting (laughs) things. And it's just, just awesome to see. Can you talk us through the timeline? How long did it take you to get to this point where you are living your digital nomad dream? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think it started in, what's the year? Oh my God. The time just flies. It's 2022. Okay. 2020 is when it started. Like closer to the end of 2020, I was in my corporate job and I just felt like everything I could do in that job was dictated by somebody else. And it was so frustrating and I feel like you'd get these opportunities like little just carrot you know dangling in front of you and it would just slowly just move further away is that just you know make it harder and harder for you to make more money and progress and things like that like I was getting opportunities but it just wasn't as fast as I wanted so I actually did a graphic design course then at UB Design I was doing night school so I was going my corporate job during the day and then in the evening for like seven weeks I think going to this night school for three hours and finished at nine o'clock at night and I was pretty exhausted but I just knew that I needed to do something else and start building my skills in other ways like I did have this degree that you know we both did and I think that was a really good base but I knew that I needed to kind of finesse things. So I did that then and it actually did open up some opportunities in my job, but still it was sort of like, I felt like I was doing more work, but I don't know, the job title didn't change and the payback didn't change. Like, what am I doing? <laughs> I think there's so many people that can relate to that. Yeah, I know. And I think that summer holidays um, was like a good time to think about what I was doing. And I'd started doing a bit of graphic design on the side and little digital illustrations and things like that. So I was sort of growing my skills in that way. And then I came across you, Alan. Um, <laughs> a familiar face. <laughs> yeah, and the sea of sort of social media and I could see what you were doing. And I, you know, I really related to how you felt. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is how I feel. You know, I feel miserable (laughs) I'm not progressing like everything is in the hands of somebody else and here you were you know building this business and you've left your job and yeah it was just I think the thing I needed to see at the time and 
yeah, so I signed up and did your course in early 2021. And I kind of think it's interesting for me to kind of purchase your course because we did the same degree together. Mm. And I think it kind of takes a little bit, I don't know what the right word is. It was kind of almost like humbling to myself to be like, I can ask for help for somebody who took the same path as me. And, mm. you know, it's not like you were this I don't know, 40 year old businesswoman that had, you know, done it all. And yeah, it's not a traditional like mentor student kind of dynamic. Yeah. And I definitely <laughs> felt that because I've had um, a couple of girls do some, some of my masterclasses and various things from uni, like the degree that yeah. we all did. And then I've also had someone who was um, my intern when I was working in magazines and I always find it a weird, slightly weird dynamic being like, oh my God, these people from my, like my, yeah. my history from my life before yeah. are now like <laughs> popping back up again. But I, I do think like we probably related a lot because yeah. we've been on that same journey and because, you know, similar age, same year at university it made that much more, it made it much more real. And I also know there's a lot of scammers out there on the internet. So it's much yeah. been comforting being like, yeah. I actually know Alan. She's, you know, yeah. she's actually doing this for legit. <laughs> <laughs> a trusted face. Um, yeah, that I was kind of willing to spend my money. You know, I trusted you that you had done it. So I knew that I could do it too. If I just needed a little bit of help on how to get there and things like that. And yeah, from there, I started, what did I do from there? What was it sort of like getting your first couple of clients? Because I think you managed to book your first few while going through the program. Yeah, um, it was actually through my corporate job, which I know you did something recently that was like, don't burn bridges. Yes. And that is so true. You never know who you're going to work with and a girl that I worked with in my corporate job she had started a side hustle business sort of fashion design and sewing making cushion covers and things like that um and she had no idea about social media she's like I know I need to get on there but I don't know what to do can you help me and I was like yes and I pitched her in the coffee shop next door and yeah then we're away and we're still working together now so I love that yeah, I know. And she's my favorite client. I mean, you can't think. You can't, <laughs> but also wink, wink, we totally do. Like <laughs> favorite children, you know. <laughs> oh, I but love yeah, that. that. Cool. I've actually started to do quite a bit of like design work, helping people with their branding and getting them onto social media. So doing that first sort of setup, getting them set up with, you know, posts and branding colors and fonts and things like that where to go from there and sort of like fundamentals I feel like I've worked with like a wide range of industries you know I've done the plumbing and the fashion and the HR and the law you know <laughs> I love that I was just chatting with Abigail this morning and doing an interview with her and she mentioned like she'd worked with a electrician and I was like, yeah, I did garage doors. I feel like everyone does a yeah. random trading. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a rite of passage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know it is. Yeah. You've got to, I don't know, learn what you like and what you don't like and also what type of people you want to work with. 
I think, yeah, tradies is an interesting one. I almost feel like you kind of need to come from that field to fully connect with them um, as well. Otherwise, they kind of look at you, they're like, what is this Instagram rubbish, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hard to sort of convince them what they need. Yeah, and I've sort of just been like picking up a few people here and there. Some of them were like just one-month things, one-off kind of gigs, and that was still while I was working my full-time job. And then we went into lockdown and it was like this blessing in disguise. You know, everyone at my work, it sounds terrible. Everyone was like, oh no, another lockdown. I can't go on my holiday and things like that. And I was secretly <laughs> like, uh, I'm leaving my job in two weeks, you know. <laughs> Little did they know that yet. Yeah, I think it was a bit of a shock. They didn't really expect it, but then they kind of did. You know, So I left that job in lockdown and got to start right away going full-time. And how how many clients are you working with at the moment or does that number kind of change, like a rough estimate each month? Yeah, I think it really fluctuates just because of what I've sort of specialised in, I suppose. I think doing sort of more of a design focus on the social media management can sometimes mean that you're not having regular clients that stay with you on a monthly basis because I feel like I set them up so well for <laughs> success. Yeah, you give them their branding, you give them the, yeah. the graphics and they just are good to go. <laughs> yeah, I think the most I've had at one time was four. Yeah, and that's just still with juggling my life. I don't really want too many clients I just I like to have people that I can really connect with and kind of have that really one-on-one focus I think it's definitely one of my downfalls as well though is that I can get quite like invested in the business and I'm like you know I feel like I'm part of it (laughs) yeah oh my gosh I could definitely relate there and then it's like naturally you do have those clients that work with you only for you know two or three months to get themselves set up and then they're like cool I'm ready to go out on my own and then you're like you're almost like it's almost like a breakup you're like oh oh but 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 my business I mean I mean your business our business like I'm so invested (laughs) it's it's definitely one of the the struggles I would say yeah on that topic what are some of the the biggest challenges you would say that you've faced in this sort of two years two years a year a year building your business I feel like there have been a lot there's just always a lot of learning which I guess can be a struggle I feel like I've had too many to like think of one I feel like it's a daily (laughs) struggle (laughs) to be honest there's always something new every day that you kind of have a hurdle over or how do you manage in terms of um looking after like your own routine I guess and finding new clients and that aspect of literally running your own business do you struggle with that yeah actually the main struggle I have at the moment is sort of as part of being a digital nomad is balancing travel and work and yeah it's kind of a fine line because you know I'm trying to get this sort of life of this ultimate freedom of 
you know, financially and location-wise. Um, and that can be a struggle to sort of make sure you're still enjoying life and then you're also mm. still getting enough work and doing enough work that you can support that life. Um, like I've definitely had lots of days here where I've spent eight hours in Starbucks and then, you know, I haven't eaten in that time and I've just had a coffee and I'm running on like stimulants basically. And yeah, I think that's a struggle. Like it's important not getting stuck in that sort of hustle mindset. And yeah, I think it's a really good example. Last week, I actually had a really terrible day. Like I was sitting down working and just nothing was going right. Like my creativity was down. I was trying to do some design and I was just like, it's ugly. Like it just looked bad and I don't know, nothing was working. And I tried to go to my to-do list and I was like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that, you know. <laughs> and there was just nothing that I could sort of sink my teeth into. And then I decided to have three days off and it was the best thing ever and I would recommend taking time to yourself I went and sort of did like a real touristy thing here in Bangkok and enjoyed that loved it spent a day sort of just chilling out in the pool and living my life and then yesterday I had such a good day you know I got back into it oh I actually had got my hair done and my nails done as well you know it's all about the self-care um, yes. <laughs> and I sat down to work and I was flowing and it was a really good feeling. And I think having sort of moments like that, you kind of remind yourself, you're like, yes, this is why I'm doing this. You know, I do love it. Um, and sometimes, yeah, you do have these days that get you a bit down. You're like, am I even good at this? But you are, you know, maybe just take a break, swim in the pool, you know, get some sun. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> get the hair done. No, I I am just yeah. I've been sitting here nodding my head for those listening to the podcast <laughs> and can't see me like <laughs> nodding like crazy. But I love everything that you've said there because for me, it's something that I really relate to that idea of building a lifestyle business, not just a career or a business that is your everything, but creating something that gives you freedom and flexibility and allows you to just go and enjoy life. And I am notorious for taking like Wednesdays off or a Friday off. Yeah. Like I just disappear off the internet yeah. and I'm like, I'm going for a hike or I'm going to go to the <laughs> movie by myself. And I get a lot of crap from my friends about it. They're like, oh, Alan, like working so hard at, you know, the movies at midday on a Wednesday or something like that. But it is my choice to do that. And I think social media managers should talk about that more and be open about that and say like, hey, you don't actually have to work eight hours a day because you don't want to. Like you have a choice here and you can build something that works for your routine and the life that you want. And if that looks like going to the movies like me, or if it looks like traveling around Thailand, <laughs> whatever situation it is, it's definitely like, a, you know, a bit of a challenge to break through though. When you come from that corporate career, I don't know if you felt the same, if you felt being like, Oh, I have to wake up and work at this time, or I have to have a lunch break at this time. Did you have any patterns like that, that you had to try break? Yeah, for sure. Even they still happen now. Like the other day 
I woke up and I was so tired. We'd gone to bed so late and my alarm was going off and I was like, I don't want to get up. And then my partner says to me, it's like, you don't have to. I was like, oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I am my own boss. (laughs) And if that means that I'll work, you know, a different time of the day, I think working at nine to five, you know, you get on the bus and you go to work and I had to be there at 7.30 or 8 o'clock and, you know, you work this whole day and it's not always that productive, but, you know, now I might work, I don't know, an hour in the morning and then, you know, I'll have my lunch and then I'll be like, oh, let's go to a coffee shop and I'll work from like two till six or something, you know, and there's just so much flexibility and it's definitely not for everyone. I don't think like the way I have done it. I would say I'm definitely still like in the building phase of my business, but the way I did that was moving to a country that is cheaper to live in. New Zealand was becoming very expensive. And I think if I had left my job and was living how I'm living now in New Zealand, I probably wouldn't financially survive. But because it's a lot, I mean, it's low risk here financially but cheaper to live um, and I can live the life I want to and still make money but I definitely had sort of money saved as a backup sort of fall back on I wouldn't recommend it if you've got you know absolutely nothing in the bank it is risky you know <laughs> have systems in place that you know that you'll be okay and you've got enough time to grow because I think it can take longer than you think I mean you, you do hear these sort of success stories of like you know I quit my job and in three months I was making 10k a month you know <laughs> it's not going to be like that for everyone unless you're putting the work in then it might but <laughs> yeah it is different for everyone yeah and just to wrap it up a little bit of a plug for the dishing up digital school a little bit of love How has this program, I know you came through the program in sort of the early days when it was actually a live program. How has the Dishing Up Digital School helped you on your journey? Would you recommend it to other people listening today? Yes, I would definitely recommend doing your course. No, it was terrible. (laughs) (laughs) um, You know, it was really good. And I think it was good for me at the time just connecting with yourself and other people doing it as well. Um, And the content was really good at giving me that base knowledge of what I could then go and learn myself. It sort of gave you this, the cause, the fundamentals of what you need to do, what you can do. And then from there, it's sort of up to you on what you make of it. But your content was very authentic and yeah, it just felt like it wasn't wishy-washy information. It was straight to the point. Yeah. And it was awesome. I almost feel like I needed it again later on in the year, sort of six months later, which was good because I still had the recordings and the material that you can revisit. And I think that's, what's really cool just being able to revisit that information because at that point in my journey I hadn't really 
started doing too much, you know, you can kind of take in too much information and then you're like, okay, what do I do with this information? Right? <laughs> Let me process this <laughs> and work out what to do with it. Like I remember having a chat with you sort of near the end and it was almost more of like <laughs> you giving me some motivation, we'll kick up the bum, like, come on, Esther, just you got this, you know. <laughs> You can do it. A classic Ellen kick up the bum. Yeah. It's my signature move. Just like <laughs> kick your ass into gear. <laughs> exactly. And then when I sort of had things more underway, then it's quite good to revisit things and sort of go through your notes again. What she say about that? You know, even things like sending out contracts and those sort of processes that you don't want to think about that as a sort of consider myself a creative person and that sort of stuff is like a creative person's worst nightmare so it was nice to have that information because it is important and you can't forget about it and it does make a difference in how you interact with your clients having those sort of systems in place and yeah learning how to send a contract learning how to send a proposal out how to follow up with it you know and one thing I actually did find really interesting was I joined up with a few Facebook pages, like the Girls in Business page and things like that. And it's notorious for people asking for social media help and things like that. So you see people post these posts asking for help and you look at the comments and there's already 20 other social media managers that have commented on it. And a few times I took the initiative to send them a message with your formulas, you know, I took a look at their page and, you know, I did research and gave them some suggestions on what I could do. And every single time I got the response back being like, wow, no one else that messaged me went to that much effort. And it wasn't even that much effort. It was like a glance over their page and, that wowed them and that made you stand out and you might not always get the job but I think that was probably the biggest takeaway for me was standing out in the sea of other social media managers who I don't know can be a little bit lazy when it comes to <laughs> gaining clients on these Facebook groups you know just put your handle and expect them to contact you where you want to make it easy for them and I know when you came through the program, that was just one class we did on pitching yep. that has now been turned into like a whole module with like five <laughs> different video lessons. So it's just, it's a topic that I love. And I think so, again, so many people don't try hard enough with their pitching yeah. and then they're like, oh, I don't have any clients. And you're like, oh, I wonder why <laughs> it needs to be in the pitch. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of that, Esther. I really appreciate your time. Um, where can people follow you? Where can they find you? Where can they follow your travel, digital nomad journey, your business journey? Yeah. Oh, no, it's been a pleasure talking to you and really nice to catch up after sort of, you know, months pass and then people reconnect again. My business page is Leap Social Media. I think it's Leap underscore social underscore media. Um, and that is where I share most of my social media management and graphic design things I share tips and just nice things to look at generally um, on there 
So that's where you can find me there. And then if you're interested to see what happens with my travel space and a little bit more behind the scenes of digital nomad life, then you can find me on Instagram again. Esther is, that's me. Um, yeah, I don't know. I love Instagram. It's the king, the king and the queen of social media. <laughs> Absolutely. I have to agree. My totally unbiased opinion as an Instagram specialist is the best platform. Yeah, But thank you, Esther. I will pop all of those links below so people can directly find your profile and yeah, all the best. I can't wait to see all of your adventures and all of your success to come. Do you dream of a job that gives you more freedom, flexibility and money, but with less hours? Are you tired of commuting, dark offices and cubicles and crossing your fingers when you put through that one annual leave request a year? The Dishing Up Digital School is the ultimate course for new and aspiring social media managers who are ready to spread their wings and go out into the exciting world of self-employment and become their own boss. In this course, we discuss everything from how to get started, how to price your services, how to book that first client, all the way through to content creation, how to manage multiple accounts, how to come up with ideas, how to create reels for clients. Everything under the sun is in this course. We even dive into some of the boring but necessary things like contracts, invoicing, and accounting. This month, I have just relaunched the course with some exciting new additions and new modules. And at the end of March, the price is going up. In fact, we're almost doubling the price of the course. So if you have been thinking about joining the Dishing Up Digital School, now is the time. It is time to believe in yourself, to take the leap and start your dream career as a social media manager.